Libertarian Capitalism and Regulation. In about uh, like 1970, I think it must have been, um, we had some guys who visited my high school um, to tell us about libertarianism. And um, it didn't occur to me at all uh, at that time. Uh, it was kind of interesting that <coughs> that the um, the libertarians were allowed uh, to come and um, talk to the kids as if you know it was like a public service or something like that, right? <coughs> and it was all about. You know, yeah, give us a chance to think about different kinds of ideas. The Marxists were never, <laughs> the Marxists were never invited, though. The Libertarians came and laid us this, laid on this, on us this thing about a three-cent loaf of bread. Now, I'm not really. Uh, I'm going to leave that three cent thing just kind of there, assumed arguendo or however you want to put it. Uh, but, you know, I'll say, okay, um, I don't expect anybody to defend the three cents. <clears throat> you could have a different number that's making a difference. It was a low number anyway. It was like, you know, a dollar loaf of bread is only three cents. And the reason why this loaf of bread cost so much money was taxes. So they taxed you here and they taxed you there and they taxed you the other place. And basically the libertarian's idea is that <coughs> he says he sells a loaf of bread and he gets that dollar. And then everybody comes and they want their share. And the libertarian is angry that he has to give up all this money. He wants to keep the whole dollar. And here comes the, the, the baker that made the bread. He wants seven cents. <clears throat> and here comes the, um, the state and local governments and they want property taxes and stuff like that. And, and the state wants uh, sales tax, and the federal government wants income tax, and one thing and another, and and he sees this dollar just go, just slowly disappearing, and and it just makes his blood boil because, look, I had a dollar, and now I don't have hardly anything left, and and it's all because of all these taxes, and these people are really holding us back, and. I could get rich real easy if it wasn't for these taxes and stuff. Uh, which is probably what the employee the employee is thinking. Wow, if you if you weren't getting your whatever share you get out of this loaf of bread, and you hand it all to me, I could really get rich myself. Well, uh, no, no, no. That's the Marxists that say that. Okay, I'm sorry. Backspace, backspace. Don't. Let's not talk about any of that kind of socialist stuff. Okay, uh, yeah, I know enough. You believe that, and so on. Okay, so uh, and I, I didn't give you a really good deal on that ridge too. Now, 
the the theory of this thing goes that these taxes are just kind of like money thrown away. But suppose that we go back and we look to see how are we going to make that three cent loaf of bread? Let's let it. So let's let somebody make a loaf of bread that really does only cost him three cents. And, and we're just going to do this like hypothetically because in the real world, yeah, okay. So first, uh, we need to get out of some taxes. So let's have Yale University own um, the bakery because they're tax exempt. You see, New Haven, Connecticut has to provide Yale with like streets and and. Uh, um, and street lights and policing and fire protection and all that stuff and Yale doesn't have to pay and that's because what you take money out of their endowment how would these kids get didn't it skull and bones no this is a this is a wonderful thing and the, the these are the don't you realize these are America's future job creators and and wonderful leaders and 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 it's just really good people like W. Bush, and uh, so okay, they don't have to pay any of these taxes. Well, now in a in an ordinary farm community sort of theory, we would have something like where uh, you you have a farm and I have a farm. And we have to pay taxes on our farms. And we always go, <sighs> when we write that check, because it's just really, it is a lot of money. But the thing is, you know, our, our farm was, when we first got our farms, or, you know, stolen from the Indians, uh, there was nothing here. And uh, these taxes are being paid to the entity that maintains the infrastructure, and that's why we have electricity, and that's why we have um, the blessings of um, natural gas so that we can make lots of carbon when it's cold in the winter. And then um, we have and these roads, and they have to be maintained and, uh, and all these kinds of things. Uh, so that's where all the, that property tax goes. And if you had a fair system, and there's a lot of people who try to have a fair system. I'm not saying they usually are. Uh, but then the one, the, the one farm in the county, the one that belongs to Yale, is going to be, well, that's part of the endowment, and it was left by um, this some ordinary farming type guy that had dozens of these farms. Uh, and uh, he left it to Yale after a little conversation about his two sons and where they might go to college. And yeah, they yeah they're, yeah, they're Yaleys. So everything turned out good. Okay, so they doesn't pay property tax, and then uh, if you turned around and well, you know, yeah the. Um, the farm equipment was bought from Harvard and 
So Harvard doesn't have to pay any property tax because it's their endowment, and so that tractor doesn't have the tax costs in it. But that tractor was brought here over uh, the highways, and they got a special permit, and, the, and they had it was a great big tractor, of course. And then the the special permit and and um, the state police had to to give the thing an escort because it's so huge, uh, and and all the rest of that stuff. But that's just what what you have to do. Uh, they do it for infrastructure, which everybody uses, like the the blades on those. Uh, for those windmills, I, you see one of those blades for the windmills on the road here in Texas. There's like one place where they make a U-turn. It's the only place they can make a U-turn for like 40 or 50 miles in either direction. And they go down the they go down the interstate. Uh, well, not the interstate. It's a U.S. highway, but it's four-lane road. And they go down that, and then they can make this U-turn at this place where the the two sides of the road are way far apart and there's a great big gravel thing uh, in between and that uh, because those trucks have a turning circle that you might believe but it's bigger than you probably think those those blades are bigger than you probably think too <clears throat> but you know that's after all we all use electricity that's it's okay well the uh this loaf of bread then we're going to make this wheat and then don't we have to we have to get tax-free seed and tax-free fertilizer and we have to be have tax-free fuel to drive the truck out to the farm on the tax-free road that where all that stuff is delivered and then we have a tax-free combine and then we grind stuff up and then we get tax-free yeast and we get tax-free uh, electricity or natural gas to run the oven and, and bake the bread and all that kind of stuff and, and, a lot, and finally it comes out and yeah you can you make this bread for three cents but it was necessary in order to make this bread that all of these public assets were used the reason why uh, why do people who are struggling like crazy to make it <clears throat> go out and do like a couple little odd jobs and stuff like that and somebody comes to me and says hey you know um, I just need to make a couple bucks Drake would you, can I split some with firewood or something oh, yeah yeah sure something we'll, we'll, uh, how much do you need and, and and we go over to the firewood pile and I go, okay you want to well they really want to pack of cigarettes or oh, or something else uh, I hate to say the other thing that they want but they're gonna get it and I just I don't let them tell me what they're gonna get but I know what they're gonna get So they need, you know, 10 or 12 bucks or something. And, um, so I say, okay, well, if you'll do stack all that stuff that's there over here and cut this, these things up, and then that, yeah, that'd be good for 12 bucks. And then, and uh, so off they go. Well, why would these people, if they're that poor, um, that, I mean, 
where they somebody came and they said I need to buy a loaf of bread which I don't really hear usually hear anybody say but I need to buy a loaf of bread okay here let me make you a sandwich and then um, yeah and then just I don't know take that stuff that's all laying all over there and put it on the firewood pile and we'll call it even in it yeah and you need three and a half bucks for a loaf of bread too and uh, you know okay and hopefully most people will do that for somebody I mean it's not like it it's not it's not a real generous thing to do I mean the way you need your get the firewood stacked anyway but so I'm not I'm this is not virtue signaling or something here but uh, anyways why would these people go and stack my firewood in order to get three bucks to buy a loaf of bread well they could just go over to the bakery at night and take a crowbar and open the door and go in there and get three or four or five or six or ten or fifteen loaves of bread and bring them back and give them to all their friends that's because they'd get arrested so actually the only reason that that guy can even have his bread is because he has the cops to keep people from taking it. And when the people get hungry enough, the cops can't do anything. You know, look, look a few years in the future here, we may be um, seeing how that pans out. And I assure you that you know, when you have like one cop for every 400 people or something like that, that when a substantial number of them get hungry, they don't pay any attention to what the cops say. And the, and the cops just, you know, they're going to, like, take their badges off, <laughs> go park their, park their cop car somewhere a long ways away from their house. I mean, you know, you just don't. Some, some, you know, you can't be that stupid, right? So, anyway, here's this, uh, here's this whole system which exists uh, so that you can have the bread well the fact is then when you look at if you want to talk about like a value added or something like that and then and uh, I, I hate to say anything that sounds even slightly like uh, econ jargon because econ jargon is basically usually used to tell you something that isn't true and make it make it sound like it, it makes sense like the uh, oh what the uh, famous one is this Nehru thing which is the non-inflationary um, minimum rate of unemployment or something like that there used to be this theory and countless people were kept unemployed and to prevent inflation because of the belief in this Nehru and it's the number of people that have to be unemployed or else there will be inflation. You, you know what the, the, the value of the Nehru is? Because it's been tested now and we know. It's zero. There's no such thing. So uh, imagine all those, all those people that they kept from having a job and made them starve and uh, put them through hell just because they didn't want inflation and then it turns out that that's not, not even what drove inflation in the first place. What drives inflation is 
government spending that is so much that is much much more than what they're taking in and nobody knows what to do with the money so that money goes and hits a sort of a it's kind of like a market uh, where everybody's all like dollars I don't want any more of those I want goods you know you give me these dollars you know, and, and somebody, well, yeah, I know I was going to sell that old tractor for 10000 but the more I think of it, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I want all those dollars. What am I going to do with a bunch of dollars? I'm just going to keep the tractor. Well, I'll take 20000 for the tractor. And then that's where you get your inflation. Uh, but back to anyways to this uh, uh, libertarian thing. So it, it operates on the same kind of theory as uh, my favorite example of, uh, of the efficiency of capitalism is that, that um, you can reduce costs by throwing your trash in the neighbor's yard that, because that goes straight to your bottom line, you know? If you save X amount of trash disposal fees, that just goes, uh, that comes out of liabilities and it goes straight to profit and it shows right up on your income statement immediately. Then um, that's an externality, uh, the same as like the coal companies making an, a hellacious mess of Appalachia, which is a really beautiful uh, part of the country. And then they have all these people that they paid crap to and uh, killed them off with black lung and, uh, and also had them ruin their own neighborhoods. All because uh, it was the only way they could make a living. That was planned that it would be the only way that they could make a living, and then, but it worked. Regulation is the same thing as far uh, to a libertarian, and regulation is the where you have a lot of this. You can't throw your trash in the neighbor's yard. And they say, well, the regulation hurts business. It's, well, yeah, it does. It cuts into your bottom line. Of course it cuts into your bottom line. Because it takes away an externality that society realizes is not something that we should let you make an externality out of. So, for instance, you know, if we had regulation, in which we don't have near enough of, but if we had regulation like environmental regulation, which we just don't, I don't know what, we just can, don't believe in it anymore, then uh, somebody would say, well, well I want to go and frack someplace. And we'd say, and okay, so you've got this proprietary mix of witch's brew, and proprietary means that you won't tell anyone what's in it. And you want to inject this under high pressure into the ground where it's been shown that it generates small earthquakes and then like it goes into the groundwater and pollutes it and you can't get it back out so you're talking about ruining the groundwater like in perpetuity. And if you, we take the value of um, you know X amount of drinking water for the people that are there, you know, that you could pump out of that aquifer and we say, okay, well, the value of that water is, you know, like, 
hundred million dollars a year for what a, a certain county or something taking because without water the whole county is worthless. And then that hundred million dollars a year goes on forever. Or you can come and let some guy cash in and make like maybe uh, you know who knows what, uh, maybe a billion or something, or maybe nothing at all on natural gas. Some of these things I understand uh, totally don't pay, and uh, on the average, fracking is actually is not really generating much income to the fossil fuel companies, so they're ruining the water from for virtually no profit, or maybe even for a loss. Well, regulation is it kind of runs into the same thing, and the libertarian idea is, no, I should be able to ruin your water so that I can make my profit. And that is considered the productivity of our wonderful capitalist system, don't you dare mess with it, and have something like socialism in which, in which Everybody needs matter. Not just a few people, but everybody's need. Everybody's needs. Well, that's uh, uh, that's about it for the libertarian thing. And uh, now I'm going to kind of throw in my little uh, uh, thing about. Uh, how you can study on this some more yourself. Of course, you can look up some numbers uh, as you find them necessary for your analysis. But the other thing I would suggest is kind of go over this reasoning and see how it works and, yeah, just figure out how much of this stuff is uh, you think is right and how much of it's dubious and, you know, you probably end up agreeing with me, but we'll see. And then uh, look at how that uh, applies in other things. The, look at the relationship between uh, regulation and, the, uh, and how much you're getting, you're forcing the system to do what the people need it to do. And you'll be a lot less of a, a sucker for the guy that wants to feed you a line of baloney if you realize that when you see the county road crew out there working, that is your tax dollars at work. And, and you, know, you may not be entirely happy with the way the work is being conducted, but then again, uh, there's a lot of stuff that is done by the private sector that you're probably even much less happy with. Among these people who are allowed to not pay anything, you know, this this business came out where the the uh, uh, somebody uh, leaked tax returns of rich people and they found that like the billionaires are only paying three percent. And, and, of course, you know how much they get back in bailouts and handouts and giveaways and uh, wonderfully beneficial contracts and all the rest of that kind of stuff because, I mean, that's like... You find out about that stuff even without wanting to, right? I mean, it's so obvious. So, yeah, the county road crew is not perfect, but 
why is it that, uh, for instance, think of the arrogance of this one. Amazon comes to cities and says, we're thinking about building a new corporate headquarters and we want a great big piece of land and then we're going to employ a few people and we don't pay them real well and the job is terrible and dangerous and uh, we want all kinds of tax breaks from you so okay you're going to pay now less money toward um, uh, to the city say or you're going to get a tax break from the county does that mean that big trucks aren't going to go in and out of your warehouse facility driving on the city streets and, and it's big trucks that put the wear and tear on the city streets you know I used to drive one and I you know uh, truckers all admit that you know I mean we know you know, thing weighs 80,000 pounds of course it wrecks the road of course it eats it up your bicycle doesn't that's why it doesn't matter that the bicycle gets to go free well the then if Amazon doesn't pay for those roads, who's going to? And is that are the people who do the paying actually going to get any benefit out of having a, a small number of jobs, nowhere near as many as they promised, because that's always how it works. And then uh, the small number of jobs that don't pay as well as they said they were going to pay, and that nobody really wants to do. And then they're going to like tie up this great big piece of prime real estate and all of a sudden here is like this gigantic area uh, that was just a part of your city but now is this big barricaded off private thing which means that like every time you want to go from one side of it to the other you got to go all the way around it because there aren't any roads leading through there and all of this cost to the people is not only do you not charge for it but you, you even pay them to take it oh please please put your headquarters here then you'll you're going to come and you're going to install a whole bunch of automated package handling equipment that was like made somewhere a long ways from here and drive on our roads and tear the heck out of them and then uh um, and, and of course you're going to expect uh, just all kinds of support from the local police if anybody so much as like just throws a, a, a water bottle, an empty water bottle in the landscaping you, you want them hauled off to jail sure that's a great deal Amazon you know what the city should be saying is get the hell out of here we don't want you in our city we're not even going to give you a permit we won't give you a permit if you pay twice, let alone a discount. You want a tax break? Oh, go away. That's what they should say, but they don't. Oh, no. And you know, you know how that works? These are people who are big enough that they get to go and negotiate with the politicians directly. And these are people who give the politicians donations. And what happens when you go and you get to talk to somebody and you, you are allowed to give them big fat piles of money? They're liable to decide things in your favor, aren't they?
I mean, isn't it really obvious what's actually going on? Sure. Yeah, Jeff Bezos gets his loaf of bread for three cents. And he just, he thinks he really needed it. Oh, for God's sake. Three cents for Jeff Bezos. Three and a half dollars for you. Plus a little increase on the taxes because the roads and the infrastructure are getting so torn up and Amazon's complaining that it's just really hard to do our overnight deliveries and even though we have self-crashing trucks that we still just can't quite do it and we really need these roads to be fixed up nicer for us and although also all the lights ought to turn green when you're going in and out of our place and red whenever somebody's going across and then that would speed things up too and and that's important because we are important everybody else <laughs> doesn't matter at all but we are important <laughs>